Hallelujah. All right, so let's talk about faith. Did, did anybody drop a question in? I don't think so. Okay. So they want to hear about faith, but they got no questions about faith. Maybe they got sidetracked with the salt like I did. The math and science sidetracked them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So anyway, we went down there, and they had uh, a great team that we discussed leadership with, and um, it was really, really a good time, really enjoyed the time with them. And uh, then on Sunday, they actually, their main campus was closed because of the ice, and the temperature was still low on Sunday morning, and uh, their main campus was closed, but they had church, and uh, it was, I think it was lower than normal, but we had a good crowd, and they were hungry, and the power of God moved. I mean, by the end of it, people were laying all over the place. The Lord had touched their lives. Uh, mul- ev- everybody in there, minus like two people, came up to the altar to mm-hmm. go to another level. Praise you know, God. I want to recommit my life. I want my life to go to another level. Every, I mean, it's like it was... I don't know that I've ever seen it like that. Like everybody came up and um, it was just, it was awesome. Mm. And then two people spontaneously uh, got baptized. And so wow. we had a great day. It was, a great, awesome. it was a great, great day. Yeah. So um, great weekend. I got back late last night and um, it was just really cool. So that there, awesome. and uh, Pastor Zach and Danielle are going to be here for kickstart. Hey, Hi. Hey, if you haven't done it yet on Kickstart, make sure you go and register at Kickstart. We'll put the link in right now. Even though you think, oh, everybody knows I'm going to be there, just go register. We need you to go ahead and register, and uh, you can do that. It's bclife.org slash KS for Kickstart. There's the link, buddy. Just put it in the comments. And uh, put it, yep, there you go. Put it there, too. Uh, They're going to put it out from my channel so that it all goes. So. Um, it goes to everywhere we're broadcasting. So go ahead and, and click on that and register. Uh, if you don't do it during the broadcast, do it afterwards. And so now let's talk about faith. And I see we've got some other people joining the Word now. So what we did today was we had a poll. Mm-hmm. And we said, what topic do you want to hear about? And mm-hmm. so everybody chose, what was it, 42% mm-hmm. chose faith. faith. Yep. yep. Faith. And so in faith... What is it that you want to hear about? Uh, I think it's cool that we give you the chance to choose the topic today. Yeah. Choose your own topic. So Buddy and I were talking about like uh, choose your own adventure books. That's kind of what it is like like today. So <laughs> anyway, so Kelly Berardi says this. Uh, go ahead and read that, uh, Marky, if you will. She said, how do you know if it's the gift of faith that comes on you or just faith? Sorry for the weird wording. And how do you keep faith in every area of our lives, not just in some? Two different questions. Um, those are great questions. So, Buddy, what do you think about that? I've had that question before, actually. Like, <laughs> also, like just the, the difference between just having faith to, you know, to be healed and then the gift of faith in yeah. operation or, you know, stuff like that. Like, where, where's that line? What's that difference? Sure. Um, yeah. Because like you see Jesus, you know, uh, like in his ministry, like he'll operate, you know, in, in different ways. You like even like the difference between the gift of healing and just res- having faith to be healed. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, like when Jesus was walking through the um, the pool of Bethesda, you know, like he, he's being led by the Lord, and you know whether it's you know, and you know he walked up to the man. 
And by faith spoke to him, you know, rise and walk, you know, rise, take up your mat and walk, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, that's awesome. Praise God. You know, that's, yeah. uh, you know, whether it's a gift of faith or healing or both of them were operating at the same time, it's like, but there are other times whenever he's like walking around and people have faith, you know, and, um, and like whenever all the people come to him, you know, and they're coming in faith and, you know, he's laying hands on them, he's praying for them and they're all getting healed at the same time. So it's like, is the gift of faith and operation, you know, different things like that. But I, I know Kenneth Hagin talks about the gift of faith and as, or Lester Sumrall in his book, Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit, um, he, cause he outlines all the gifts and like, he even brings yeah. those distinctions and stuff like that. That's a great book. Yeah. Um, and, What's the name uh, of it? The Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Let's put a Sumrall. link up for it. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah, get so, that in a second. Yeah. And, um, and in that, he talks about, like, situations where supernatural faith just rises up in you. Yeah. Like, like, it's a situation that just seems monstrous or it seems, yeah. like, uh, wild. And all of a sudden, it just drops inside of you. Yeah. Like, it, it, like, it goes beyond just, yeah, I believe the Word of God. It's yeah. like, it just hits you. And, and like, all of a sudden, that, that faith gives you, like, you have the ability to just handle a situation with pure faith, no yeah. fear or anything. It just yeah. drops in you, and, and you handle that situation, and that and that's kind of, at least how I've seen that sure, that yeah. difference. Well, I I think that I think you're right on on target there and on track. Um, Doctor Rodney Howard Brown describes it like this. He says it the gift of faith is like where God, and this is not a real technical description, but it kind of shows you what what is going on or how it feels, you know, is like he unscrews your head mm -hmm. and pours in the supernatural, straight from heaven, yeah. all-powerful, energetic faith mm -hmm. in you, yeah. caps your head back on there and it's like, go, mm -hmm. and you can do anything, you know, yeah. it's, you really think that uh, I can believe for anything, like, mm -hmm. and he said, if there was one gift I would want all the time, it would be the gift of faith. Mm. Isn't and, it uh, so. more so the gift of faith? Isn't it more so for a specific thing? Often, when it's come like a specific assignment, it's not yeah. one distinction of it comes for a specific task to pray over it. Yes, or that's what I've found, and I believe that to be so uh, myself. So one of the things, let's look at scripture on this because uh, obviously, one of the things that you see is when the gift of faith is there, it is and we'll see this, a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So it's a manifestation of God himself. In other words, think about this. If God himself could manifest himself as faith and come into you as God faith, mm -hmm. like faith of yeah. God himself with no holes, no lack, that's the gift of faith, yeah. right? Because it's the, man and that's scriptural, it's the manifestation yeah. of the Holy Spirit, who is God. So there's not going to be holes in it. There's not going to be like weakness in our faith or a low-level faith. Yeah. It's it's the highest of the high yeah. uh, of levels of faith. And so, which differs from our normal faith, which is to each of us, we've been allotted the gift of faith. Look at Romans chapter 12. Somebody put this in the comments, please. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, it says... For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to, but to think so as to have sound judgment. As God has allotted 
to each or to each person the measure of faith. So every person has the measure of faith. Now, what we see in this is that this measure of faith can be acted upon at a higher or a lower level, okay? So we can grow our faith. We can build that faith up. And you see that when Jesus tells the disciples, like in the boat, such a great story, can't you? Yeah, aren't there so many things you can pull out of that story when they're on the boat during yeah. the storm? You know, uh, when they're on the boat in the storm, and when Jesus walking on the sea, those couple of stories. There's so many nuggets in those yeah. stories. Uh, to me, I can just see them. But uh, one of the things you see is when he says, "Oh, ye of little faith." So that shows you that because some people would say, "Well, everybody has faith, and all you need is a grain. It's all the same faith," but and I understand what they're saying, but obviously, from the context, the full context of Scripture, obviously we can operate at different levels, yeah. right? We only need a little bit of faith, but obviously there's different levels of operation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so uh, what you see is that I can grow. Put this in the comments. I can grow my level of operation of faith of my faith. I can grow the level of operation of my faith. I can grow the level of operation of my faith. And so then one of the things that you see is that if I can grow in that, how do we grow our faith? Well, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Uh, We know from the full counsel of the word that if we meditate on the word, uh, we confess it day and night. We can grow our faith by confessing the word over our lives. So if we take the word and we meditate on the word, we hear the word preached, we preach it to ourselves, we meditate on it, we confess the word over our lives, our faith grows. Mm-hmm. So remember uh, remember a week or so ago when we were talking about being conv- convinced, being convicted and convinced of the things of God, we don't have full revelation of it. Remember when we were talking about that? Is a lot of times... People know there's a difference between mental assent, which is knowing that God can, Mm -hmm. versus knowing that he will right now, right, that he will right now. And it says Abraham was fully persuaded. And so with our faith, not talking about the gift of faith, but with our faith that we can grow in the operation, we need to meditate on the word, we need to confess the word, we need to get a rhema revelation of that promise, of that character and nature of God. You know, I don't face lack and think it's going, lack is going to be a problem. I see lack all the time, yeah. but I never face it and think that this lack is going to be a problem, right? Yeah. Because I know God's the provider. Yeah. So because of my meditation you know, from days gone by and continuing meditation yeah. and and persuasion of the word that God is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider, I know he's going to provide. It yeah. doesn't matter what lack I see, mm-hmm. he will provide. I have no doubts on that. Doesn't matter when the devil attacks, doesn't matter when that, he's my provider in every area of life. So I'm, I'm convinced of it. I'm, I am fully persuaded of it. So that means what happens is when I come to believe God for provision, it comes easy because 
I've already you know, risen my faith to an absolute, he's my provider. I've got revelation on it. It's real to me. It's not just a theory to me anymore. It is real to me. Okay, there's yeah. the book. There's the link that uh, we were talking about that Buddy mentioned. So that that is real to me. That's a rhema revelation of that. And what I've done is on God being the provider, I've raised my faith to that level. Now, I can continue to grow it, but I would say on a curve, like I, it's risen pretty high, right? So, but I continue to grow that. I continue yeah. to meditate. I don't just, you don't arrive and then stop meditating on that. I'm yeah. thinking about him being my provider all the time. You know, for me to say this is our year of multiplied increase, oh man, that's that's easy for me to say. It is. It's our year of yeah. multiplied increase. I'm telling yeah. you right now, I sent a message to somebody this morning and I said, we are thinking too small. We are thinking too small. And we're, we're big thinkers here. But I'm telling you, we're... Because God is so big, we're thinking too small. Yeah. Let, we got to keep growing it. We got to keep yeah. pushing the envelope, raising the ceiling of our thinking yeah. and our expectation. Uh, and God will meet your expectation. So yeah. we've got to keep doing that. So in in the gift of faith, it's different from the faith that every person's been given. Yeah. That yeah. faith we can raise the operation of. But let's look at First Corinthians uh, chapter twelve. And I want you to see this, verse 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. The word gifts is in italics, which means that was added by the translators for to help give us some context. But what you'll find is when you see a verse in italics like that, you should technically be able to take that word out and it mean the same thing, right? Yeah. You can add it or take it out, technically, because that word was not in the original language. The translators do that because our speech is different from where it was. But I think, actually, a better translation of this in our English today is concerning spirituals or yeah. concerning spiritual things. I don't want you to, and the King James says, I don't want you to be ignorant, right? Um, so what it's saying is I'm about to talk about some spiritual things that I don't want you to not have an understanding of. Mm -hmm. I want you to be well aware and very educated about spiritual things, about yeah. spirituals. And so then he goes into eventually what we call the gifts of the Spirit. I like to call it, and they are gifts of the Spirit, that's biblical speaking, but in order to have a better understanding and to be more aware and not ignorant of it, I like to say concerning the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So this is not just some spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. This is the Spirit. And it's not just a gift. He literally, if you can kind of picture this, breaks off a piece of himself and, and puts it in your life, right? This is God himself manifesting in us, yeah. all right? the man, yeah. And you see that here. Uh, let's see, as, as we're reading, it'll say verse 7, okay? Uh, start at verse 4, but we're going to focus on verse 7 and then go to the gift of faith. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. So obviously, first of all, it's God doing the work. This is not just us believing on God, right? So this is not 
in the gift of faith and all of these manifestations of the Spirit, these gifts of the Spirit. This is not just us doing something and God responding. This is God coming in and going, I'm doing this work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? That's different. Yeah. That's different. And so he says, God does the work who works all things in all persons. Verse 7, key verse. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit, capital S in Spirit. So this is the Holy Spirit. To each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now, many people have taken this and they've said, well, all right, you have the gift of faith operating in you. You have a gift of healing. You have words of wisdom. You have a word of knowledge. And it all comes together like that because our brain wants us, one, to be special. Two, uh, our, our brain and our flesh wants us to be special and have our own little gift that we're specialized in. Um, our corrupted flesh also doesn't want, it wants to pay a price. So it doesn't want you know, a corruption and the um, condemnation of the flesh uh, always wants to say you can't have it all. You can't have it all. But I want you to see something because all of that thinking is completely broken by a later script, scripture. Uh, let's see. Let's see where it is. I think it's at the very end of the chapter. Is it 31? Yes, yes. At the end of the chapter. But earnestly desire the greater gifts. And another verse says, covet the best gifts in the King James. Covet the best gifts. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 31. So covet the best gifts, earnestly desire the best gifts. What that means is this, that whatever gift you see, you can desire it and covet it. And why would he tell it? It's like, well, you can covet it all your life, but <laughs> I'm never going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what he's saying. He's saying that because you can covet a, the best gift, the greatest gift, and you can earnestly desire it. And God's saying, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Well, that means any gift in here that he just talked about, I can say, I want that. Mm-hmm. I want it. Well, that means that there's no one gift that just one person has, that means I can have all of them. So which one is the best one? And and you'll hear people say it. Which one is the best one? Whichever one you need at the time is the best one. That's it. They're all available. But now I will say, if we don't covet them and earnestly desire them, he said that for a reason. So you probably won't operate in all of them unless you start desiring them in your life. You earnestly, heartfelt desire. I earnestly, heartfelt want all of these gifts to operate in me, mm-hmm. all nine of them. So one of the things that you see is even if you don't feel like you've had the gift of faith before, you can start praying, Lord, I'm asking you for that gift of faith to be active and operating in my life. I want it in my life. You know, at the very least, if you're earnestly desiring something, you're going to be praying about it. And you're going to be praying a heartfelt, earnest prayer over that thing. And I started praying that, Lord, I won't, I earnestly desire these things. So then what you see is this. Now imagine this. So here's the gift of faith. And now I'll give you an example one time. I I was actually meditating on this this morning. 
I thought about this, uh, so it's funny that that question came up, mm-hmm. is um, think about this. It's exactly how kind of Dr. Rodney said it is. He opens up your head, <laughs> drops down himself inside of you. All of a sudden, the gift of faith is, this is not faith that's going to fail. This is not faith. This is not going to fail. Mm-hmm. When that gift of faith hits you, it's going to happen, yeah. right? It's going to happen. And But I want you to see that this is God doing this, but I can covet it. I can desire it. So see, if I will be in desire and coveting these best gifts ahead of time, when I get to the moment where I need it, I can have it more often. I can have it more often. And all of a sudden, that gift of faith jumps on the inside of you, and it's working. It's coming to pass. And I want you to see, this is not our level. All right, so two different things, faith in general, which is huge and powerful, than the gift of faith. Faith in general, I can grow. It can be greater or less. I generate it. God responds. The gift of faith, I can desire it. And when God does it, he, he does the work. God does it all. My only, my only part in that is that, number one, I desire the gift of faith. And number two, when it hits me, I use it, right? But this is an operation of God himself through us. The manifestation. This is the Holy Spirit coming in. Boom! And it, faith, faith rises up. And it's exactly like what you were describing earlier. It's like, all the, you know, I was seeking to believe, and, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm believing, and this is about to happen, you know, and there's no question, there's no doubt, uh, you want the gifts of the Holy Ghost in you, you want the manifestations yep. of the Spirit in you, and uh, so when some of you know the story about, you know, there was the animal on the farm that died, the pig, there was a pig that died, but it wasn't ready for harvest, and uh, we went to pray over that, and I would say I was attempting to apply my faith uh, to that, but then all of a sudden, something hit me, and it was the gift of faith. And I was like, oh, no, this is not standing in this, in this manner right here. This is about to change. In Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, the pig came back to life. It had died, and it, all of a sudden, it came back to life. And we needed it to come back to life at that moment. It was a big hassle. It was the wrong timing, all of that stuff. And uh, and that gift of faith hit me over a pig, you know, yeah. but it was, it, it stuck out to me. Obviously, man, it had an effect on me, mm-hmm. but I remember that moment, man, it was the <laughs> gift of faith and it hit me and it was God, like God praying through me, God moving his faith uh, through me. It was the gift of faith, and it brought life back to that dead animal, you know. And uh, I praise God for it. Now, the thing is, we shouldn't just always rely on the gift of faith to hit us. We need to develop our faith. We we are responsible to grow in our faith. So, uh, for example, Brother Hagin had a story about when all the this healing revival was happening, and all the tent ministries and everything, and Brother Hagin. Watch, he recognized that this was a supernatural move of God, that it wasn't the ministers that were participating in that revival. It wasn't their faith alone. He recognized this was a gift of, of a revival that was given similar to the gifts of the, of the Spirit, and he recognized that, and he, spoke, he re- recognized this is a period of time 
that God has granted that this revival take place in the earth. And he recognized that, and then he said to the ministers, because they would hang out and talk, and he said to them, you, you, most of you are riding on the coattails of what God is doing. He says, but you're not basing it on the word. You're just, uh, you're just being blessed by this moment. But as soon as this moment passes, and it will, your ministries will go down. Mine will continue because I'm not basing my ministry on the moment. I'm basing my ministry on the word. In other words, I'm going to grow in faith and apply the word now and when this moment passes. And that's exactly what happened. That moment passed. That was a thing that the Lord wanted to happen for the for the course of history in that time to generate some things and to do some things. It was a part of the plan. But as soon as that moment, most of those ministers you never heard from again because it wasn't their faith and it wasn't faith on the word that was active. And Brother Hagen's a couple of guys, Brother Hagen, Hill Osborne, uh, Oral Roberts, those guys' ministry continued and grew because their faith wasn't based just on a, on a moment. It was based off of growing their faith by the word. They put faith and they applied the word. And here's the words that he said, they worked the word. They worked the word. We need to learn how to work the word, whether God is helping us in a service or not, whether, whether uh, there's a revival moment or not. There's, a, yeah. there's that uh, time. We need to learn how to work the word. So even if the gift of faith isn't there, can you still get it? Right? This yeah. is where we need to take responsibility, and that's what God's looking for as well. So yeah. sometimes you'll see an anointing on the minister, and it's not because, uh, or a manifestation of God's glory on a ministry, and it's not because that minister's done everything right. It's because God is wanting to reach his people. It's mercy. Yeah. You know. It's not, it's mercy. And, and everybody's had that. So, you know, we and Buddy and I have a good story about that, or he has a good story about that. But a lot of times it's the mercy of God that's actually happening. I would say that there's probably a lot more mercy that's actually in operation than there is our faith. You know, praise God for the Lord's mercy. We want it. I promise you we want it. So, yeah. amen. Um, you know, it, it's funny because what I've always thought and what I've what I had always been taught was when it comes to like the gifts of the spirit, you know, uh, when, when it says like he distributes it as he wills on the members, you know, uh, it's been taught and kind of perceived that like you were saying, like, all right, you get the gift of faith. You get, yeah. Like, and we would take spiritual gifts tests, like to find out which of the spiritual gifts yeah, were, were ours. Thing. And like, we did all these different things. And, um, and, uh, so like whenever I, I first heard this, you know, that, oh, yeah. no, he distributes it as he wills, but not like he'll distribute any of the gifts on you as as the situation needs it, you know, and as you as we're open to receiving it. Yeah. But like how many people have limited themselves because they've adopted a gift and said, yeah. well, this is my gift. And, and they uh, never sold another one. Yeah. And they yeah. never sought another one it, when he very clearly says, but earnestly desired the 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 best gifts. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I, would, I remember there were times when, when I would ask the Lord, Lord, just give me the gift of faith. And I thought it was just something that he gives you one time, and then you just carry it with you everywhere you go. And then yeah. you just have supernatural faith at it, and everything and for everything. But 
I had been recognized that I had that there's a difference. You know, I was uh, yeah. between just the faith that he's already given me and me growing and working that faith. And then in certain situations, he'll give me the gift of faith. Yeah. But I, I was looking for God to just give me a faith that I don't have to have faith anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's, um, that's how I that's how I discovered yeah. the wrongness of arrival mentality, and I mm-hmm. realized I was because that's arrival mentality mm-hmm. yeah. is is I'm going to get to a place where I don't have to use faith anymore. Everything mm-hmm. just works. Yeah, and then it's like, but then I'm not going to have faith, and without yeah. faith, it's impossible to please God. Like that's not. Wait yeah. a minute, something's yeah. not clicking here, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, so that's when the Lord told me about faith. He said he spoke it very clearly to me. He said. There will never be a time where faith is not required of you, at, at least in this age. Yeah. But I, I have a hard time believing that there will ever be a time that faith is not required of us throughout eternity because yeah. he made a very plain and absolute statement mm-hmm. without faith, yeah. it's impossible to please God. Yeah. So for me, it looks like there will never be a time in eternity where we will not have to have faith. And I want you to think about this is, okay, then what that means also is if I'm going to have to have faith, that means there's going to be things that I can't see. There's always going to be stuff that I'm going to have to trust God for, always. And so then I was like, oh, well, I'm not trying to reach a certain point. I'm just always growing and always faithful. That's just who I need to be Mm -hmm. all the time. And I was like, oh, well, that... That actually helps me. That makes mm-hmm. it easier. I, I just adopted that. This is who I am. This is who I'll be. I'm not going to get, but I grew up thinking like, like for most of my life, probably 30, 35 years of my life, maybe 40, probably 40 years, I, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to get to this place and, man, just everything I pray for will just mm-hmm. bing, be right there. You know, I want to get to that place where it all just happens. And I was trying to get to that magical moment and then i realized if i got there i wouldn't have faith exactly what you said yeah yeah so. <laughs> yeah that does help like i i think i've almost felt like a certain pressure of it like oh i have to have my brain has been like oh you have to I have faith but like if you realize it's a lifestyle not yeah. just in this life but for eternity then it helps you to adopt it as just a way a part of yes you, not yes. something you're trying to achieve constantly yeah. and then have moments of it and then have oh i need a break from that yeah like, but yeah. just to have it whatever um we have two questions okay all right uh so uh i'll ask kelly had kind of a secondary question to her first one she said another question to go with it when the holy spirit drops the gift of faith on you to believe god for something does the gift of faith stay with you for life as long as you remain in god I don't. I don't think so. I think that um, trying to think of scripture that would that would back that up. But I think by definition of the gift of faith uh, for an item and for a moment that it's an ongoing deposit when it's needed. Um, that most time you see the the gift of faith is not something that just stays in somebody forever. Uh, what yeah. you see is that gift of faith rises for a moment. Um, and that gift of faith is there for that moment. Um, I like, I do like how she clarified it with as long as you stay in the presence of God, because that does add a, a good element of that question. Um, obviously, it's not, you know, 
once for all time, you know, if you don't do that, because if you don't stay in the presence of God, that would obviously go away. But um, I think, I think just by definition in that, that you see that that gift of faith, if we're constant, think about what he said about coveting the best gifts. Um, when he said covet the best gifts, it gives us the idea and the context that I will need to continually do that. Um, so I don't think, I don't think you're seeing, I don't think we're seeing the context there that, okay, of each of the nine gifts, I need to covet it earnestly once, and then I'll receive it one time. And then after I, after I get all nine gifts, I can stop coveting. Uh, it seems to me to be the verb tense there, and I'd have to research it, but the verb tense seems to be like a continuous coveting, which shows us that it's an ongoing, I need it now, I'll need it again, I need to constantly keep faith for the gifts to be in operation, not just a one-time thing. Uh, so to me, it looks like it would be an ongoing, just, again, it's just staying in that place of faith. We want to, our flesh wants to get to an arrival mentality, and we have to watch that. You know, we talked about stinking thinking. Um, if we can, put up the link to that series as well, the stinking thinking. Um, but in that arrival mentality, um, one of the things is our flesh wants to do something and be done, yeah. right, and, and arrive at that moment. And that's, a, that's an error. In other words, like what the Lord said to me, you know, I'm looking for people who do the right things for long periods of time. Like, just get it in your head that we're going to have to do work and keep growing and keep being in faith and hope and love for the rest of eternity. Remember, these three things abide, faith, hope, and love. Uh, so I think that we're going to have a need to actively apply those for the rest of eternity uh, because those th three things abide. Um, so I don't, think, I don't think that it's a one-shot, one got it, all right, now the gift of faith is going to work in every area. So I think it's yeah. a continuous thing of coveting the best gifts. So. Yeah. Um, Kevin had a question uh, kind of tailing Good on question, that. Good question, Kelly, by we have the way. Several, we have several mm. questions, and if you guys have more and you haven't put it in, put it in the comments. Um, Kevin said, if the gift of faith are temporary, how do you reconcile where the Scripture says the gifts of God are without repentance or the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Those are get. Think about this. So again, I think the way that you would reconcile that is that that's a great question. Um, the gifts of God are what He gives to each person that they are specialized in. So when you see that the gifts of the Spirit or the manifestations of the Spirit is not a specialized area that we've been taught so many times that this is actually God manifesting himself in us. Um, it's, not, it's not our specialization. It's his specialization. And so it's not a gift that he's given us for all time. You see how it's starting to work together when you start to work those things out. It's, to me, it doesn't seem like it's a gift that you have for all time that you are now specialized in. It's a gift of God manifesting himself through you when you need that as you covet those things. So it's not a gift he's giving to you that you're now specialized in. It's a in the moment, you need this, here it is, I'm here, you know, backing you up and I'm here uh, giving you a helping hand 
supernaturally from heaven in that moment. So does that make sense? So whereas a gift, what it's really talking about when he clarifies it with the callings of God, you can see that this is a a specific individual destiny for each person. So the gifts, individual giftings, you know, I may be gift, you may be gifted to sing. I may be gifted to preach. That's an individual gifting that is going to remain in my life for the rest of my life. That's who he's called me to be, the gifts and callings. This is not a specialized area, but when we've been taught that the gifts, the manifestations of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit are specialized, you have the gift of faith, I have the gift of healing, whatever, then it becomes confusing. But when you see that this is not you're special because of this. This is God coming in a moment and helping you out by manifesting himself in that moment as needed. And it's as he wills. So I think right there in that wording, as he wills, takes away the gifting, um, the gifting in that, in that way. Um, it's not a specialized area for me. It's as he wills. It's, it's actually his gift. His gift is that he has the gifts of the Spirit to dish out at any point. And his gift's never going away, but as he wills is when I need it in that moment. So yeah. that seemed to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kelly had a question, another question that was, it was kind of her. That's a great question, Kevin. It was kind of like a, um, a tag along that goes along with Becca's question. So at the end of, Kelly's first question, she had said, how do you keep faith in every area of our lives, not just in some? And then Becca said, how to keep faith in the little things? It's been easier in the, quote, big, but sometimes I've dropped it in the everyday little things that can grade on you to keep faith in those areas too. Yeah. Well, a lot of times when we have um, the big areas, the reason why it's easier for us to keep faith in is because if those areas fail, it's going to be a big problem. Um, so the issue is what we're saying uh, to ourselves, maybe subconsciously, uh, is we're saying that I'm okay if this works or doesn't work. <laughs> and we're being actually, um, we're just being lazy. <laughs> and that's, and I've done it. Everybody's done it. And the issue is, but then you have to, you have a question of character. And that is, do I keep faith in, on all things, in everything, or just the big things? And it's if I don't keep faith on the big things and the little things, why? Why don't I keep faith on the big things or little things? And generally, that's going to come back to a character issue and a heart issue. And, you know, as you raise that question, like you might be thinking, you know, well, Pastor Brian does that so so well. I can promise you, your question right now is convicting me. <laughs> like, I need to keep faith in the little things. It's convicting all, probably everybody who's hearing this is, yeah. we really should have the character, watch this, that, that trusts God in everything. Mm-hmm. That trusts God in everything. Not just the big things because they're so big and costly if they don't work. Um, that's why I'll say, that's why the Lord, he corrected me one time when he said, you know, that little thing that's not bothering you is an assault against my word. Yeah. And it was was a small thing to me and it wasn't costing me, but I was allowing something ungodly to stand. I was yeah. allowing something ungodly to stand. And um, the Lord was not happy with that because 
what I was doing was I was trying to apply faith on the big things, but not the not the small things, which means that was a character issue in my heart, not yeah. realizing that my lack of faith on the small things was affecting the big things as well. Yeah. So I don't see the small things as just being small. I see it as character and discipline is a very big issue. And if I'm not character character and discipline in the small, it's the small foxes that ruin the vine. Eventually I'm gonna get to a big item that doesn't work because my conscience is seared, so it's not small. It may seem small, it may appear small, but it's not small. And I need to carry faith in all of those areas. And so the biggest thing is getting a revelation of that uh, to help square that up you know, for us. And, and then of course you take those small things and say, God's gonna do this. I'll tell you this though, in those small things, a lot of times, that builds my faith more than the big things. Like for me, it the small things build my faith more than the big things because I'm looking, like let's say I got, I'm believing God for, and this ha- this stuff happens all the time. I mean, just all the time. There's little things that God will do. Um, there was something just, I'm trying to remember, it was a couple of weeks ago, and um, it was just something the Lord did. Oh, I know what it was. We were, um, the Lord gave me some direction on this one NFT crypto project, and I followed his direction. And all of a sudden, that thing turned, you were there, buddy. All of a sudden, I, I, I bought this one thing, but it turned out that when I bought that one thing, like all of a sudden I had fruit times five, like that. And I went, oh my goodness. And so what looked like a small thing turned into a big thing. And and uh, it, it was like just the blessing of the Lord. But I considered it not a huge decision. And then all of a sudden I found out like the environment, the influence that of that community, what that what that one thing brought in, the potential. Uh it was it was huge. And I went um I went Another thing that happens, that's one area, is what looks like small is not, and God's wanting to bless us big even in the small thing. But here's the other thing. I, let's say I'm praying for something, and uh, or I'm believing God for something, or I just think about something that, that most people would consider unimportant. And then God brings us all things to enjoy, and that small thing you know, comes to pass. I'm like, Lord, nobody even knew that, but you were so concerned about it, and you love me so much on the small thing, how much more would you do the big thing? See, you have to understand his character to give and not withhold any good thing is the same on the small area, what we consider small, as it is the big area. To God, it's all the same. It's his character and nature loving us. So that's why he knows all the He's got the hairs of our head numbered. Yeah, That's how he does that. You know, it's like, why would he do that? He doesn't have to do that, but he cares about us that much. It's like a proof in the small how much he actually loves us and cares about us. Yeah. I love that. It reminds me, the other day uh, we were talking about something, and uh, you and Pastor Nicole had brought up something to me about a certain area to develop in, and I was really... I was finally was really honest with you guys and I I hadn't really I hadn't really thought of it in this way and I was like, "Oh wow, okay, I need to be honest with this." And you guys have been talking to me about this area to develop my faith in and grow in and I was like, "I've honestly 
not esteemed yeah. it very much because I thought it was small. Right. And it wasn't that it was small. It was that it was so normal to me yeah. that I was... I was categorized. Thought it, it was as insignificant. Small. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. in my my own perception, I think what we can yeah. do is, out of not being in humility, we can categorize things as this is a small thing. Yeah. This is a big thing, and we, as the judge of that, may not necessarily be seeing that clearly. Like I was right. not see, I was not categorizing things small, big, correctly. Yeah. Just because. Uh, just the corruption of the world had made things normal to me that were not right, normal. Right. But. That's a great point. It's a great point. Uh, Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got more. We I did. Saw we did. Yeah. Um, so uh, Joni had asked. Uh, she was asking about like what special faith is. She started kind of taking talk about it, and she said, "Was Jesus operating in special faith for most instances, or the regular kind?" What do you call the regular kind? So she's asking about special faith, regular faith. What was Jesus operating yeah. in? Well, I think that, I think first of all, what he would probably be referring to as special faith would be the gift of faith. Um, I don't see any, I personally, there may be something that I'm missing, but um, I don't see that as different. I would say that's the gift of faith. And just for clarity's sake, I would probably call it that on a regular basis, but um, he could have had a reason and had revelation that I'm obviously not walking in, but um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's just how what he called the gift of faith. But uh, that's what I think he did. But I, I've never gone through and tried to identify the works of Jesus as uh, our normal operation of working our working our faith or working the word. I've never gone through verses what Jesus did by the gift of faith. I've not studied that or tried to identify that, so it'd be hard for me to say. Uh, but if you have any ideas or you have any thoughts on that, I'd love to hear it because I was actually thinking about that earlier in the broadcast. Is It'd be interesting to see see that. So I'd just have to read through the Gospels again and, and um, see if I could find any markers that identified the gift of faith. Um, but you do have to see and understand that Jesus didn't just operate on his divinity. He operated as a man, which means he had to develop his faith just like you and I develop our faith, or else he wouldn't have been a substitution and he wouldn't be our perfect example. Because uh, then we could just say, well, of course he could do it. He was Jesus. But that's not the context of the word. The context of the word is that he did it full of the Holy Ghost as a man has to do, has to live and apply faith. And so if he did that, we can do that too. And he'll teach us how to do that through the Holy Spirit. So, um, so Corey is commenting and he clarified it is not Brandy. He's on Brandy's account, <laughs> but it is Corey. Um, he said, not sure if this helps, but every time that the gift of faith. I bet Brandy is there with, with him. So. <laughs> She almost, she's there almost, she watches almost every day. What? Yeah, she watches almost every day, but she never comments. Brandy, yeah, comment. Yeah. She watches almost every day, because she'll tell Corey what we, does it, because he's been lax at times. <laughs> <laughs> she'll tell me about it. She'll tell me and Nicole, she'll say, yeah, I'm, I watch every day, but Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He 
he's uh, he said, not sure if this helps, but every time that the gift of faith has come on me, I haven't realized it until I look back on the situation. Right. In the moment, it just seems like my faith has risen to a place yeah. where I know that I know that I know that whatever I'm doing will come to pass. It seems as if it's my own faith at the time, but then later realized that was way beyond my level of faith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's the way it works at the beginning. I think over time... You can learn to discern that. Um, I seem to be, learn to discern that some. Uh, and that's where he says, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning spirituals. So um, I think that that's something that you can grow in. And like with, with that pig, I, I definitely thought it was my own faith at the time. I definitely thought it was my own faith at the time. And uh, But now <laughs> looking back on it, you know, I realized that it hit me. Like I, one second I was trying to believe and the next second I was in faith, you know, and it hit me and it was God helping, you know, he helped me a lot in that moment and it really, you know, boosted my faith and what was out there. You know, I can remember thinking when that, when that incident happened, I can remember thinking, um, that it was, you know, uh, I can remember thinking like everything's going to change now, you know, cause I thought I'd gotten to that arrival place where everything magically happens. And now mm. that's what I thought had happened at the moment I was immature. And, uh, <laughs> but, but then like Corey saying that when I went up to, uh, when I went up to preach at the full gospel businessman's, um, I believe there. So the first time I went up there, there was a gentleman up there. I think his name was Bill. And um, he was blind. He was like full out blind. And I, I didn't, you know, some people they're blind, but it's a percentage. They can still see certain things. But I was standing one foot away from this guy and he couldn't see me. So he was, he's like full out blind, you know. And um, so <laughs> he was for real blind. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad you found that humorous. I was laughing on the inside. Honestly, so I wanted to laugh. Over here. I wanted to laugh more, but I was like, I don't know if this is appropriate. So he was full out blind. Well, I he didn't had, stay full out I had blind. a little like, <laughs> and uh, then I stopped. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the way that you said it was funny. <laughs> That's what it was. Full, out, full blind. out blind. Yeah. It was meant to be funny, but nobody <laughs> laughed, but it caught Barrett. So. <laughs> She's off camera over here, cracking up. So, Abby says, nervous laughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyway, I was, I had been really working on my faith, and in that moment, um, I wasn't, like, I was really dealing with doubt, and because it came to it, I was talking about the power of God, and and the last thing I was expecting was the completely blind man to say, okay, preacher, where's your faith at? Pray for me, and which is basically what he did. He said, well, I want to pray. And so I did the very preacher preacherly move, and I was like, what do you want me to believe with you for? <laughs> like knowing this dude's blind, he's like, pray for me. I'm like, maybe it's something smaller. <laughs> like, maybe it won't be that you know I just preached on the anointing and the resurrection power of God and how strong you know so and I'm like and then he stands up he's like well pray for me I'm like uh oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> like, 
Are you sure? Are you sure you want prayer for that? <laughs> like, I have preached myself into a corner now. <laughs> like, you know, and uh, so sure enough, he stands up and he wants to see. And I was like, you know, I mean, when's the last person you prayed for that was blind got their sight? Like, it hadn't happened for me yet at that point, you know. I'm preaching it, but, you know. <laughs> See, we all want to be this. We all want to be the hero preachers until that moment, and then you're like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> it is true. Yeah, I know. You get in front. I've had many of those moments, and I was like, "Oh boy, they're really believing this to work right now." Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Okay, pre-. he's like," I said, "What do you want me to pray with you for?" Which is a good question. I, I should have answered asked that, no matter what I was thinking. And um, <laughs> and so then um, I said, okay, and I prayed, and um, and nothing happened. I, you know, pray, like Brother uh, David Hogan says, I prayed in English, nothing happened. I prayed in tongues, nothing happened. He said, I prayed in Spanish, nothing happened. He says, I'm <laughs> fresh out of languages. <laughs> I love that. I'm fresh out of languages. <laughs> And then, um, <laughs> so I prayed, nothing happened. I prayed again, and nothing happened. Praise God. Uh, praise God, the Lord is merciful and gracious. But I had, I don't think in that moment it was the gift of faith. I, it was what came, I said, Lord, it was a working of my faith. And I said, Lord, I need, in order, yeah, matter of fact, I can tell you that securely because he just brought something to my mind. I said, Lord, I need to know what to say to this. I need to know how to pray. So what I was looking, I need rhema because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema, by the word, the revelation of the working of your word. I need to know. So I'm building my faith right here for this. So I'd already prayed twice and it hadn't happened, right? I said, I need to know. So as soon as I prayed, I said, I said, Lord, show me the words that I need. Show me the faith, what to build my faith on. Give me the, give me the words, you know. And in that moment, it's just like when Jesus was in the wilderness and the devil tempted him. He needed the rhema from God. And all of a sudden, he quoted scripture at the devil and beat the devil back and beat the devil back and beat the devil back. I said, give me the word. So what I was doing was I was working the word. It wasn't it wasn't faith just went poof, the gift of faith. I worked the word, and uh, the Lord showed me the exact word to stand on. And uh, it doesn't in that moment you need it, if I tell you what it is, then you'll try to make the statement magical. What you need is what the Holy Spirit brings to you in the word in that moment, and. Um, it wasn't it wasn't the words that were magical it was obedience to to have faith on what the rhema the revelatory word the holy spirit yeah. brought to me in that moment that's what it was and so i worked the word and i and i spoke to that thing and immediately he said um immediately he said i see a man over there he's playing the guitar he said there's a woman over there holding a baby you know wow. and uh, he could see he couldn't see one foot away like I was standing here, and at the beginning of the meal, I was standing there. I said, "Hey, how you doing?" And he and he goes, "Oh, uh, where are you?" Like that, he couldn't see me one foot away. Now he's seeing halfway across the room, and it's a big room, and uh, he's seeing details and everything. And his vision, as the longer we sat there, the more clear it got. 
and he started to see. And um, so, uh, and I was like, hallelujah, you know? And um, so that was a working of the word. That wasn't the gift of faith. So, uh, neat, neat stories. Of ministry and life with God is fun, you know, and it's exciting. So, amen. <laughs> Kevin said, we're all laughing out loud in Boomerang Land about that. He's full out blind. <laughs> what else was there? Um, I think that's all of our questions. I had a question. Um, Barrett, Barrett said no, too late. Um, I had a question as you were talking about the gifts. Um, have you found them to be, because I know especially regarding spiritual things, impartation is very, very, very uh, prevalent and very important. Have you found the gifts to be a very just, personal thing or have you found that in connection to certain spiritual fathers or different things that there's been impartation involved with the gifts yes um i think absolutely because even though i don't think that the gifts i think that it's as the lord wills in that moment i think that sometimes we can have a certain faith for a certain gift to operate more right and so you can have like a spiritual dad, a spiritual father that they tend to operate more in a gift because they put faith in, they covet that gift more. And of course, spiritual fathers have a role to impart. They, they will impart that and they will unlock stuff inside of us. So think about at the beginning of that chapter where it says, uh, now concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want our spirituals. I don't want you ignorant or unaware. What he's, what he's attempting to undo or unlock is our revelation and operation in those gifts. So a spiritual father can come along and start, start uh, unlocking those things inside of us, right? So specifically, I can remember one of those, I've never, that I can remember ever in my life operated in discerning of spirits until I got around Brother Tracy Harris, who will be with us at Kickstart. Um, I just had it happen again last week um, during ministry. I saw something in ministry. Uh, discerning of spirits is where I used to think that it'd be like, you know, somebody's full of, got a demon, and, and I would know, like, that's the, you know, a lying spirit. You know, that's what I thought it was for most of my life, but that's not what it is. Discerning of spirits is when you're actually seeing with your physical eyes into the spiritual realm and you're seeing spiritual things. Yeah. And um, so I was with him at a meeting and we prayed over somebody. And while he prayed over somebody, I had discerning of spirits and I saw in the spirit what was happening. And uh, so he sees that quite often. Uh, but it was while I was with him that that activated and unlocked. In other words, my honor of being around him and honoring him as a gift in my life allowed him to impart and activate some spirituals in my life. And so by being around him as he flowed in the gifts, it activated those manifestations in me as well, specifically in the discerning of spirits. And ever since then, I've had moments like that, you know, that, that time I saw the spirit of death come up out of that man. I've seen that two other times since then. I saw the same. I saw the spirit of death on somebody 
a couple of times and one time come come out. Another time I saw in the spirit what had happened physically to a person and that God wanted to reverse. And I just knew it just instantaneously. Um, and I saw it with my eyes. It was the weirdest thing. It was, it was very odd. Um, and then, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I saw uh, what a plan that the devil had to hurt somebody on their hands. And, um, and so I, I spoke over that and um, spoke to that. I knew, I knew instantly. It's interesting with discerning of spirits, you know instantly what it is. It's uh, like there's no question to it. Like I know what that is. Um, and, but the issue is all of that activated by being around and honoring uh, my spiritual dad, you know, Brother uh, Tracy Harris. So, uh, yes, they can. I think those gifts can be activated by that. And I know I've prayed certain prayers for people before to help activate those gifts in, in ministers that I'm called to. Amen. Good talk. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I think that's all our questions. Uh, Kevin said in October 2020, you spoke in a tongue that was deep and not your normal. Yeah, that's happened multiple times, <laughs> multiple times. I know what time you're talking. That was when Brother Tracy was here, I believe. Yes. And um, that's happened many times. Uh, what, what's Kelly's comment say? She said there was a beautiful testimony yesterday at the river where a student laid hands on a blind woman so she could see, but also bring salvation to his coworker to show him God, show him God's real. Everyone cried. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> God's so good. He he is just so good and faithful and merciful. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God he's merciful, you know. And uh, so, well, have do y'all have anything else to add on that today? No? Amen. Did you learn something? I did. <laughs> I, I really, I so when you were talking about um, how... It's it's God, it's the Holy Spirit manifesting himself through you and how it's his work, um, you know, how it's as, when I've read, it's how the Spirit, it's it's as the Spirit wills and different things like that. I've almost looked at it as like a, well, that's, it, it's kind of an untouchable thing that I don't have much, uh, much, much influence to or yeah. access to. It's just kind of whatever you know, whatever, it's up to him. But as you were saying, it was, it wasn't necessarily, I wasn't seeing it in a negative way as much. Yeah. I was seeing it in a more positive way of how freeing is it that there's no pressure. It's like, it's not even me. Yeah. Like when you're talking about the yeah. gift of faith coming or different things, it's like, it's not me. It, it's all him. And yeah. as you yield to him, it's not Well, pressure. we just need to covet those gifts. That's our yeah. part is covet those gifts. And then when they show up, use them, you know, yeah. that, that's basically yeah. it. Um, covet those gifts, and they're awesome. Like, they are awesome, you know? Yeah. Like that right there where uh, uh, Kevin was talking about, where I had that, that was the gift of tongues. That was not my, that was not my prayer language tongues, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people say your private prayer language. No, it's just a prayer language. It doesn't mean that it's private. It's for you. It's a it's not meant to be spoken as a public announcement, but it's your prayer language. So some people keep it so private all the time because they've got wrong doctrine on that. But um, one of the things that you see is um, that 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 was the gift of tongues that came into that meeting, and then there was an interpretation of those tongues. It was powerful. It was strong. It's so beautiful uh, when the gifts are in manifestation. 
And the gifts will be a manifestation as we long for it and we yearn for it and we need to covet those things and, and long for those things. So, amen. Uh, Brother Ted, um, see if you can find this. Um, the the camels are coming, Ted Shellsworth Sr. See if you can find that real quick, get a link on it, uh, get the Amazon link on it. But he just wrote a book uh, called The Camels Are Coming. And... Um, he, it's part one of two, and he's talking about the gifts. And I haven't read it. It's brand new. It just came out. And, uh, but I guarantee you it's going to be strong and very, very good on the gifts and understanding and operating in the gifts. And uh, so, amen. Hallelujah. So, buddy, will put that up in a second. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you today for this uh, dive into faith and the gift of faith, uh, the gift of faith and working our faith. Father, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. Lord, open our eyes even more to your word, and we just praise you and we worship you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the gifts and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit operating more in our lives. We determine and purpose in our heart right now, Lord, we covet those gifts. Yeah. We desire earnestly those best gifts. Yeah. And we thank you for it. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for showing us how to work our faith, to work the word. Thank you, Lord, for helping grow us in that, and we work the word. Thank you, Lord. Lord, right now, bring about faith in a different level on every person that's watching this and hearing this. Bring faith about in a different way. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We praise you, we worship you, we give you the glory. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen, did you find it? Yeah, you found it on his, yeah. Yeah, it's not on Amazon. Okay, yeah, that, that's good. Uh, Shellsworth.com, the camels are coming, so praise God. Uh, yeah, Corey said it's an awesome book, highly recommended. Have you read it already, Corey? Have you, I guess if you're highly recommended, you are. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Uh, Kelly said, thank you for teaching us on faith, Pastor Brian, and sharing too, buddy, and Mark, it helps so much. And yeah. Greg said, amen. So amen. Today, if you would like to give, you don't have to. We sow this broadcast into the world every weekday, and uh, you know, people give to it. They also give like what we did this weekend. You know, it, it costs money to get there. It costs money to, uh, to stay and serve that church. When we go, that you're a part of that. When I went and taught leadership to this whole congregation and I ministered this to this congregation about going up to the next level, what's right family and lunch plus family, you were a part of that. Everybody that sows and prays, who shares the broadcast, who helps us get the word out, you are a part of that. You have seed in that field. Just think yeah. about that. You don't even know them, but you have seed in that field through our partnership 
And so you don't have to give. You're always welcome to, as the Lord leads you, be obedient, purpose in your heart to be a cheerful and an abounding, abundant giver. And uh, if you would like to do that, you can do that at giveww.org. And you can give by Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, text to give, cryptocurrency. You can give, click that link and uh, give one time, or you can give on a recurring basis and uh, partner with us. Decide I'm partnering with it, with you on a regular basis if the Lord's leading you to. And uh, if so, what our job is, is to pray and to agree with you so that everything that you sow will be abundantly blessed, supernaturally multiplied and increased all the time with testimonies abounding. We've had so many testimonies over the last few weeks, like I'm forgetting them. There's so many testimonies that have been happening. And uh, so it's just awesome what God's doing. Uh, somebody, there was like multiple financial testimonies that have already happened this year. They're just such a blessing. And so we, we literally celebrate that and rejoice with you when it happens to a body or with you individually. We rejoice and celebrate where it's so exciting. So we want to bless that right now. And so anyway, Father, thank you right now for your goodness and your mercy. Supernaturally, exponentially multiply every seed sown right now yeah. in Jesus' name. And think about this. I want you to think about this while, before I finish that prayer. Is if you know that you know that if you know that you know, like in a stock market, that this stock, when I buy it and I invest in it, it's it's going to go up 100 times, right? Then you're going to look for ways to get it in there. And yeah. see, that's what the Lord does a lot of times is he'll have a harvest and he'll have a field waiting on us. And it's a guaranteed increase. And so you can know those things by the Spirit. Like there's an offering. This is, this is one that you need to put you know, an offering into in that way. I'm not saying this one today, but the Holy Ghost will tell you. If you know that there's a harvest based off of that seed, then it's like, oh, well, let me find something else to sow in there in, in that. And so watch for that when the Holy Ghost ministers to your heart and says, oh, you need to sow more in this offering because there's an anointing on that. Maybe there's a gift of faith on that multiplied increase that day, right? Or God's put in you, you know, uh, one of those gifts that people can have. It's not, it's not the manifestation of the Spirit, but a gifting, a specialization is that he, he makes you a giver. You are gifted in giving, Right. And uh, I, believe, I believe I carry that. I believe that that's one of my gifts. I love to give. It's one of my favorite things to do. I enjoy it so much. I'm looking for ways to do it. And, uh, of course, that's a good thing because with giving comes harvest, you know, giving and receiving. But uh, one of the things that you see is that God longs to do that on a regular basis is get us to the place where there's a guaranteed harvest, yeah. a guaranteed harvest. And But in order to do that, we got a, you can't have a guaranteed harvest you don't sow into. And so think yeah. about that. Listen for the Holy Ghost when he starts talking to you about that. Like, this is one that's going to multiply. You know, this is one. Listen to the Holy Spirit when he, does, when he tells you that. And uh, that could be individually. It could be just for you that day, or it could be for corporately for everybody that day. And the, the Holy Spirit knows that. He'll direct you. Listen for those moments because he'll write that on your heart, in your spirit. And so... Father, right now, supernaturally increase and multiply the harvest on every seed sown today. Let it be blessed. 
pressed down, shaken together, running over. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. When you get a testimony we want to hear about it, go to whatsright.com. Uh, send us a note and let us hear that testimony. We love hearing your testimonies. We love hearing your testimonies. And uh, I actually, uh, Kelly Berardi just sent me, us two testimonies yesterday of wow. stuff that happened. It was so Very awesome. Good. Just favor and blessing and increase. And uh, I'm Kelly, I'll tell you this. We are so glad for you, for you and what you've had happen that you have partnered with us at Boomerang and What's Right and Lunch Plus. That is awesome. So, you know, all these testimonies that have happened from the time where you sowed that, that seed and all of a sudden it just multiplied into all that debt being erased. We praise God for it. And we're so yeah. excited. So we love you very much. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. And to wrap everything up, here is Miss Barrett. Hey guys, thanks for being on with us today. We are going to be back tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. So make sure that you join us and don't just be like a ghost when you watch. We want to know who's watching. So comment along. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from, even if it's later on and you're watching the replay. Comment. We want to know who's watching. So that way we can be believing for you, with you. Ah, just thanks for being here. Now, we do have a couple of reminders to make you aware of. Both of them involve registering. The first one coming in fast next weekend starting Thursday night is lead 22 if you are in the North Carolina area honestly North Carolina Virginia anywhere that you can get in person East Coast area fly in it's worth it we are going to be we have the honor to be playing a part in this leadership training up at one of Pastor Brian's spiritual father's churches Agape Faith Church with Pastor JB leadership entire weekend on it you're going to grow. No matter who you are, you are called to be a leader in some way, shape, or form. So register. If you have any questions about it, we can, we're happy to give you information. And then right on the heels of that. So that's Thursday to Saturday. You get to go to church Sunday. And then Monday night, starting at 6.30 p.m., Monday through Friday, it's Kickstart 22. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Brother Tracy's coming in. We have ministers that are going to be flying in, like Corey and Brandy. They just told everybody that they are going to be here for the whole week, I'm pretty sure. It's going to be phenomenal. Fly in, book your hotel, get your stuff ready, and make sure that you register. We need to know that you're coming. So go to bclife.org slash KS and register. Tell us which days you'll be here. It's going to be so much fun. Thanks for being on with us. Reminder, we're going to be on tomorrow again at 1130. And tomorrow after the broadcast, Pastor Brian's going to do another special broadcast with Pastor John Colbertson at 1 p.m. So we're going to get you that information tomorrow as well. It's going to be good. We love you. Be blessed. Have a great rest of your Monday. And we'll see you tomorrow.